bathroom clean and full. And Holder tries to save money, so I clean my <laughs> own office and I clean my own bathroom that's in my office. Do you, re you remember who played really surprisingly really super well at K-State that year? I can't even, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not even sure the last time I had a bowel movement. I, I can't, I can't Good go. Lord, Mike. Good Lord, Mike. <laughs> brilliant, man. Good Lord, Mike. I mean, we have, come on, feel that we like to play uh, a lot. Yeah. But that was from head coach to reporter, which is what you always hear. This is the one instance where we have reporter to head coach. Good yeah. Lord, Mike. It's just amazing. <laughs> now, that clip is old. That, that's that's nothing new, but it's it's from the archives for sure. And let's just hope that the Big 12 – well, at, at least the, the, the new Big 12 uh, leader, Brett Yormark, gets his yeah. way, and they're going to have an XFL-style broadcast where the coaches are mic'd up, there's in-game interviews because – Mike Gundy and Matt Campbell, when he's mad, would make for excellent television. Excellent oh, television. Yeah. Well, the I, I like I like your mark thinking outside the box and and trying to find different ways to elevate the Big Twelve standing and to to try and generate some interest outside of of what they currently have. But here's what's interesting about that in college sports. Can you really can you really generate interest outside of those teams fan bases? Um you can generate interest is it totally going to change like um like the the outlook of like how many fans you have it 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 feels like for college teams you either graduated there or you just grew right. up like rooting for that team like yeah I mean I guess you you rarely ever hear about someone becoming like there's your bandwagon fans all over the place, right? And sure. I'm sure Alabama has those, but I think you're right there. Like for the most part, you kind of have your loyal fans. Is is what you have with collegiate sports, right? You, I, I think a because like in pro sports, you may like a team because of an individual player. There's not really that time in collegiate sports to to have that anymore. And I I feel like. Take a random school, um, whoever it may be, TCU. I think TCU, and maybe they're a bad example because it's a it's a smaller school, but I think the the fans that have interest will swell and shrink depending on how good you are. Like the only real way to generate more interest is to win. Yeah, and, and how do you grow that? You don't grow that by people that are maybe already football fans. You kind of grow that through uh, enrollment, right? That's that's you, really kind of how you do it. Like You grow it through enrollment, and you have a product that, uh, let's say that you went to school there. You've just kind of been on the fringes. You follow it, but not all that close. And then all of a sudden, you've got a new coach, and you get a couple of good recruiting classes. All of a sudden, you got a really good team, and Maybe it's worth showing up for. You get season tickets, and now your kids are engaged in it. Like, I feel like that's how you have to do it. I, I don't think gimmicks like playing a game in Mexico City or 
having your coaches and players more open on the broadcast necessarily. Maybe not, but at least they're trying something new and no, out that's of the box, true. you know. It's like true. I, I don't think so either, but maybe we're wrong about that and maybe they see something really positive from it. Yeah. I don't know. And at the end of the day, it's it's about ratings really. So they probably don't even care that much about each team's individual fan base is can we put something out there that people across the country want to watch on a Saturday? You know, because even though, like, all OU fans, if, you know, clearly we'd be playing at 11 a.m., so OU fans spend the rest of the day watching a bunch of other schools. So Because I think I guess, it's, it, it is proven that if you have a really good football season, like if it's your best football season in a while, that you can maybe expect your largest freshman enrollment that you've had in quite some time. And we haven't talked about this impact all that much from OU. I got to think that the admission into the SEC is going to help them out enrollment-wise. And, and I'm going to guess that that's probably expected by the administration. It is. Is that going – do they expect that to happen right away? Or is that something that they're really going to see in like you know two to three, four years' time? I, I can't remember, but the answer to that is – they definitely expect it. It was definitely a part of the decision. And I was told, like, the numbers, uh, what they think is probably going to happen, but I can't remember them. Um, but it's fairly significant. Well, and I, that's, I would guess that because Bama's been rolling for a while now in football. And I think there was a time a few years ago where they had a student from, like, all 50 states, I think. And maybe they still have that now. I don't know. But I remember hearing about that being true a few years ago. Um, yeah, football success and being in that conference helps out with enrollment. Yeah. Because there's a lot of kids that want to go to a fun SEC football school, and Oklahoma's going to be one of those now. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think that that is – that's always the big factor. At the end of the day, like – you got your you got your conference payout, which is big. So, whatever that's going to be for Oklahoma, seventy five million or so, whenever they start to get their fair share, uh, their full share rather. But, I mean, just think if you take if if enrollment goes up, I don't know, twenty um, percent over. Well, that's pretty significant. Yeah, I'll call it ten percent. Like even if it's if it's ten percent. What what are we we hover around thirty thousand or so uh, enrollment in that right? Sure. But you're talking about three thousand students all of a sudden that are paying. I don't know what, what I don't even know how much it costs to for a semester of school now. Like three thousand new students is a significant amount of new students. So, yeah, I I that is definitely something that they're looking at and expect to occur. Maybe those three thousand students will stay until the fourth quarter at yeah. a uh, football game. You know, I don't know. Increased enrollment is something we are planning for from a city perspective. Yeah, says a texter in the four o five on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Right. Um, Maybe a no game doubt. in Mexico City will be a recruiting tool, says V Dog. Well, <laughs> maybe it will for be, who? but I don't know for, for who. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't... <sighs> if, you're, if you want to use it for a recruiting tool, just say, hey, we're going to go play a game in Cancun every single year. We're going uh, we're, we're to spend a week down there. Yeah. Go play in Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, somewhere like that. I, 
I don't know. Um, it is. Um, it, it's an idea. I don't. I can't imagine a recruit being excited to go play a game in Mexico City. Um, I I think of I I just I don't even understand it. I don't know. I do not get the the Mexico stuff with them. I I don't understand that either. And and maybe it doesn't end up happening, but it kind of seems like they're pretty far down the road on it. You know, it, it it doesn't sound like it was just an idea from the Big Twelve commissioner Brett Yormark. Feels like that's been talked about for a while, and they may be pretty close to making that making that happen. Right. We'll yeah. see, though. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm glad the SEC's not doing something like that. It's one thing to play one game in Dublin ever, like Nebraska did. It's a whole other thing to play football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, and soccer like once or maybe multiple times a year in Mexico. And it sounds like the Big Twelve fans don't like it all that much either. The ones that are staying behind. Right. Now listen to this. I pulled up a graph here of of Alabama's enrollment statistics, and I I don't know. Maybe perhaps this mirrors by all schools have seen this type of jump. But when did Saban take over there? Two thousand and seven was That's his first year there. Two thousand and seven, they had twenty six. 26,000 enrollment, headcount enrollment. In 2017, it's gone up steadily since then. In 2017, so a decade later, it was at 38,000. Yeah, pretty sizable gain there. So you gained probably 11,000 students, which is a 50% increase, close to it, 40% increase over a decade. That's significant. But – Here's the thing, I, I don't, and that's 2017 numbers. I don't know where it is now, and I don't. Perhaps that mirrors overall, like all universities have kind of done that, but I don't know. But that is that's a significant number there, ten thousand tuition-paying students. It's a lot. Just be good at football, and uh, yeah. your enrollment is going to climb. And being in the SEC helps out as well, and being a fun party school can help out with that too. A lot of things uh, yeah. you can do with that. Um, by the way, I'm looking at a list right now. The 11 players generating substantial buzz after spring practice. Would you like to guess which newcomer is gaining substantial buzz according to 24-7 Sports from OU after spring ball? A newcomer. Yeah. It is a name that uh, three weeks ago probably, if I would have thrown this out, they would have said, <laughs> Whatever, I've heard he's playing terrible so far, and he doesn't. He can't pick up the system. The McCullough kid? Son McCullough is one of the 11 on this list, yes. Okay. Like right. it, love it, hate it, disagree with it? He's, exci- he's an exciting player, yes. I think he's got a, think he's got a very high ceiling. Um, I, I just I think it's going to take him a little bit. But, yeah, he – he looked good in the spring game if, for sure. If you would have told me that an OU player was on this list before I read it, I probably would have guessed Peyton Bowen would be on there. Just because like it's generating substantial buzz. Like whether whether what we saw um in the spring game is like a reality of what it's looked like consistently or not, the buzz has been around Peyton Bowen here since the spring game. Yeah. I, I would have guessed him. But McCullough did look good in the uh the snaps that we saw in that game too, for sure. 
I'm surprised Jackson Arnold. Not, I mean, he's that name's been pretty big. Um, but yeah, I that's not that's not a it's not a big surprise to me. No, I've, he he's a he's a newcomer on defense. He performed really well in the spring game. Um, I I think he's got an incredibly high ceiling. Like I said, I think it it may take a little bit. I don't project him to be a starter on the on the defense this upcoming season. I think he'll as he continues to improve and settles into what has become a a new role for him. I think that he'll probably earn some time out there on the field, but I don't think he's going to be a starter this year. I think next year definitely. Yeah, I will uh, be interested to see what the Game 1 starting lineup looks like as opposed to the uh, bowl game starting lineup that this team has. If we're talking about a team this year where a lot of these newcomers, young players, really improve throughout the year and take or take over some of those spots. Maybe, maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe for the most part, who you have starting Game 1 ends up being pretty much the same core at the end of the year, but that'll be, that'll be something that's interesting to watch throughout the year. If a guy like McCullough, who's a newcomer, um, eventually moves into a starting role, now are, or who at least plays the majority of the snaps. Now, are you suggesting moves to a starting role because of yeah, like his uh, earning perform- it, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, injury? Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Let's see who do you, who could be a guy that possibly does that. I would say. If he doesn't start right away, Peyton Bowen. That was going to be my immediate one. And that's a big if, too, because he, he absolutely could start game one. Absolutely could start game one. Um, Just go ahead and say Jackson Arnold and get it out of the way. Just go ahead and say it. I think that if Josiah Wagner doesn't start, he's definitely one. I think Caden Green is definitely one. I think Adabare has a chance there if he if he progresses through the season. And I think for sure Jackson Arnold. Yeah, there it is. No, I do. There it is. I do. I do. I, this is this is big time football. And I don't believe for a second that this staff will keep Jackson Arnold off the field and keep Dylan Gabriel on the field because they feel bad or, you know, well, whatever they, that may they be. They're in the wrong position to feel that yeah. way going into year two. Not, not going to happen. If he's better, and it's going to be difficult for him to earn that because practice is different than game. We all know that. But – I do think he's going to get opportunities early in the season to go out there and see how he performs, earn some trust. I think that will expand if it continues to be productive. He's smart with the football, makes good decisions, um, can learn on the fly, can learn in the middle of a game and make adjustments in a game. Then I think he'll earn a bigger and bigger role. And we'll see how Dylan Gabriel plays himself. Like, I think he's going to have a really solid season. If he stumbles out of the blocks, obviously you got a quicker opportunity for Jackson. Well, that's Arnold, the thing but. too is like we talk about the soft start to the schedule so much. That's why um, 
I, I think they'll roll through their three non-con games, but if Gabriel's missing you know, two or three wide-open throws a game, then we'll, we'll, we'll be talking about those and what those mean moving forward and what it could mean for the starting quarterback position. If I know this fan base, and I do, it will take one incomplete pass, poorly thrown incomplete pass, to uh, to bring out the the calls for Jackson Arnold. I won't be shocked if Jackson Arnold is uh, topic one on the first post game show of the year, and and it may warrant like it may need to be that. I just but what you're saying, sure. For it could be for multiple if he, options. If he doesn't, it could be because he, he doesn't make the layups, then absolutely. It, it could be he's the topic because he came in and just looked amazing in uh, mop up duty. It could be that Dylan Gabriel just struggled a little bit. was was fine. looked looked good, but you know wasn't spectacular against an opponent that they should drub. Like there's there's a bunch of reasons why you could be talking about Jackson Arnold. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, but they are not in a, in a situation right now just to play Dylan Gabriel because they feel bad for him, or it might be his last year of college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sir. They uh, they know what's on the line this year. And I would hope that that would be the case if they were even 10-2 and two last year. But, sure, absolutely this year. We got to hit a timeout, but I see a good text message here. Man, this is from the 918. Man, this is the absolute opposite narrative that Ted had five months ago uh, regarding Jackson Arnold playing as a freshman. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, all the political tweets that we're getting right now about Mexico. I saw a real oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, buddy, they are down there, yes. Oh, that's funny. Um, we can hit that on the other side because, yeah, there, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll say that there's there's some difference there, and I think there's, there's uh, some reasons why, and we'll get to that on the other side. Quick timeout, more from the rush. Coming up, hit the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So, if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you, and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web at knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal on a van across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas brilliantly executed can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Call Fast Signs of Norman 405-701-2890. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. You're simply the best. Your favorite summer outdoor concert series is back at Riverwind. Beats and Bites is here and bigger than ever. 
38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult, May 27th. Gin Blossoms with Tonic, June 10th. Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, and Tracy Bird, July 8th. And Gary Allen, August 26th. So the best place for entertainment this summer is right here at Riverwind. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And now that we're in May, it's time for graduation parties, trips to the lakes, and swimming in the backyard. And when you need a great selection on your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have tons of specials and great advice when you're looking to try something new. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday at 1330 East Alameda right here in Norman or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. Caring for an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman, we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse, medication assistance, emergency call system, along with housekeeping and laundry services. Come tour our beautiful community. Call 405-292-9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com. We want to help your family so you can be part of ours. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Riverwing Casino and Hotel bringing you this hour of the rush. We're inside the Buffalo Wild Wing studio. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Braylon on the text line says, not saying it's right, but we will definitely get the Jackson Arnold chant game one, at least from the student section. I don't think that we're going to, man. I think this situation could be a little bit different than last time in the fact that... Um, Maybe Spencer Rattler wasn't the most light guy on campus during that time, and I don't feel like that's the same case with Dylan Gabriel. Hot take, Teddy. We don't hear we want Arnold chance this uh, football season. Ever? Well, not like we heard the uh, we want Caleb chance. That's, that's, well, my, that's but, my big uh, preseason hot take. Okay, but are you, are you suggesting you, we don't hear a Jackson Arnold chant Ever. Like someone will chant Jackson no, Arnold, no, no, no. but like, I'm saying like in unison like that, I'm going to say that that does not happen this football season. The entire season. It's a bold take. It's the boldest take that you could potentially have about this year, but that's where I'm going. I do think a, 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 some of that had to do with how the the fellow students feel about the starting quarterback at the time, felt about him, so well, I don't think that's the case with Dylan Gabriel. I hate to tell you, but that opinion – does not hold water. 
you may get it in game one whenever we go up by five touchdowns. They're not. They're not. You're not going to get it game one up 35 points. You never know. I I got a good. It's, idea. T- it's like coach. Let's know. put the young young. It's uh, not like there's in. a there is a recent history of this happening, but there's a. Uh, Maybe not a long history of this happening. I, hey, I, it's not a popular take. It's a bold take, but it is my take for this year. That what are you willing happen. to put on it? Um, let me think about that, actually, because we got to come up with a good bet there. Maybe uh, sing on air like Steely did yesterday. Ooh. My idea, though, was to – it doesn't take much. Students will chant anything. Just, you know, slip a kid a 20 and say, hey, in the third quarter, start the We Want Arnold chant. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, says the texture in the 580. Britt will shut that stuff down quickly if the fans chant for Arnold. So you're telling me from the 580 that if the students start to chant that, Brent Venables is going to grab the microphone and say, I don't want you guys chanting for Jackson Arnold. I don't care how bad Dylan Gabriel sucks. Yeah, you could have worded that Billy one Tubbs? a little bit better than that. But right, yeah, isn't that the I Billy get your Tubbs? point, basically. I don't care how bad the quarterbacking is, please <laughs> do not throw stuff on the field. Oh, man. Do you think there is more pressure on Dylan Gabriel this year than any quarterback in OU history? Asked the texture in the 405. No. No, I don't think so. I'm just trying to think of who had the most pressure of any quarterback in OU history. Well, are we talking like before the season starts? If you want to see the most pressure a quarterback's had in OU history, check out Landry Jones's face when Sam Bradford went down in that BYU oh my game. Gosh, two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, wait, I got a what? You're going in for you the, serious, Heisman, the Heisman Trophy where it's go just in? gone down. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. That's interesting. It's interesting. Probably whoever your uh, your quarterback when you roll into the SEC is in the first year. There'll be some pressure there. Well, I don't know. He's coming off of a six and seven year, man. Well, I, but you're going to have at least I think you're going to have a better year this year. We talked about that big move. I, I don't know who who that would be. Let me. Uh, golly, that's that's actually a good question. Who's had the most pressure on them in in OU history? I, I would say. I mean. Quarterback battle in 01, Hibble won, going out there after a national championship season is not easy. Um, see, Landry, what they were, they were number one in the They were number one number in one. 2011. I think there was a lot of pressure there, too, yeah. because there was the, the take on him at that time, you know, going into the year. So Landry probably is at the top somewhere, fortunately or unfortunately. I would say that you could never really tell, but Baker, after going to the playoff in 15, uh, losing a couple of games in 16, and then getting that extra year in 17, uh, externally he was under a lot of pressure to do something big, but... I, you could never tell by the way he played. You know what I'm saying? Uh, could you say that uh, Kyler was under a little bit of pressure sure. just because by playing football he was uh, potentially jeopardizing that massive deal for uh, baseball that yeah. he had on the table? So yeah, maybe the, it's, it's uh, more recent than we think. Will BV reprimand the fans if J.A. Chance happen? Yeah, he'll probably grab a mic and start yelling at him. Sure. Well, I think he would definitely – he would definitely address that. 
not during the game, but I think he would address it afterwards. Maybe Kyler, since Austin Kendall about beat him out in spring. Yeah, still <laughs> one of my favorite preseason takes. Well, hey, game one, you might see both Kyler and Austin Kendall getting in the game week one. There's a chance that could happen. Yeah, yeah. That, that didn't happen. Trevor Knight in 2014. Yeah. Uh, Mike says, how about uh, Paul Thompson when Rhett Bomar got kicked off the team? I don't know. I mean – the expectations weren't super high, though, after that happened. Yeah. I mean, they ended up winning a Big 12 championship that year in 2006, but I think a lot of people understood the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was definitely under a lot of pressures as a texture in the 405, coming off back-to-back Heisman winners and playoff losses. That's a, that's a good point, for sure. Well, that's that's true, but also, you know, after after getting benched, and someone else taking your job, I, I, he sought that out. So I think it was there, yeah, obviously the fan base, we needed a bounce back. We needed something there. Um, we didn't get it. I mean, we got to the playoff, but I don't know that necessarily that – it was probably – it is probably easy pressure wise for him after losing his job at a pl- the pressure cooker like Alabama. Maybe forty. Uh, Jimmy Harris forty seven game winning streak. Steve Davis long winning streak. Yeah. Talk about pressure. Sure. Let me read a, a couple more. I like, I like Steve Davis's story about um, he got what that he got booed off the field when they lost to Kansas. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think the entire team well, got yeah, yeah, booed. Yeah. Uh, not just him, but sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm with Tyler on the chance. Students will be gone by third quarter. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, one more. Jamil Holloway was probably under a lot of pressure after Aikman went down and losing that Miami game in 1985. Yeah. True freshman having to come in and a team that was ready to win a championship in 85. Yeah, that was, that's not easy. I don't know. You know, sometimes whenever you're a freshman, you don't know what you don't know type of thing and haven't made haven't made any big mistakes. Like, it feels like it probably felt like it was the easiest thing ever for him to go win a championship. Man, this is easy. I don't know, but you're right. Back to the uh, text from last segment saying that you've dramatically changed your opinion on uh, Jackson Arnold playing after three months. Would you Would you like to address that? Well, sure. Um, I think that number one, what I've seen from Jackson Arnold in the spring shows me that he is further along than what is typical. But, you know, my my expectation is always that a freshman is not going to play, and if they do play, they're not going to be a, a, um, a key contributor. They're going to go in, they may get some snaps, but – it's hard to start, and there's going to be some guys. You know, with where we are right now roster-wise, it's going to be the percentages are going to go up for some freshmen to get in there and get opportunities to play, which, you know, is is a good thing. If they're that good and they're available, yeah, let's do it, especially this season whenever our schedule looks like it does and we're headed to the SEC next year. I'd like to get some of these young guys that we're going to be depending on here in the next couple of years. There's some, some incentive some play. to do so this year, for sure. So I still think it's a low percentage chance that Jackson Arnold becomes 
the starting quarterback. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I just – I, th- the conversation is always the same, though. Whenever you sign a five-star player, the constant – or the immediate talk from the fan base is that the kid's going to come in and be a starter right away. And it just rarely works out that way. There are special freshmen – who are able to play as soon as they show up, that physically are able, that are mentally able, depending uh, depending on the position. Like I've always said, corner, wide receiver, running back, three easiest positions to come in and start as a true freshman and to get big playing time as a true freshman. Others are more and more difficult. So I still think the percentage is low, but I'm more open to it post-spring than I was before going out there and seeing him practice. And then training camp, he's going to say, take over by the Texas game. He's going to maybe take over in the Texas game. Think think about it. Is Jalen Hurts the last quarterback to start the game and actually finish the game? Bevel started last year. I mean, at, he Evers ended up taking snaps towards the end of the game, and Braden Willis played a lot of snaps at quarterback, so I'm not counting that, okay? Obviously, uh, Rattler the year before that's, Rattler the year before that got replaced at one point. So, yeah, I think it was Jalen Hurts. Was it Mordecai? Mordecai, and he hit that Texas linebacker right in the chest with the pass. Yeah. Luckily, I think the play was blown dead right right before that. And then before that, Hurts played the whole game. Yeah. Since 2019. 2019, last time. Which is wild. That's a bad game to not have the same quarterback at the end of the game as you had starting. No doubt. That is that's a trend I'd like to uh, see end go away. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I won't. How many of those have you won? Twenty twenty, you won twenty. So I guess you're two and one in games where that's happened, right? Do I have that? Do I have that count right? Two and one, and really, like the one loss is like we knew we were losing before we played the game, pretty much. Right? We were hopeful that something special may happen and may be able to play good enough defensively and get some turnovers and create something, but we knew it was going to be difficult. Quarterback who's had the most uh, pressure in OU history, this texture says, Brandon Daniels, when he realized his coaching staff didn't know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> yeah, whenever they switched offenses halfway through the, through the year, or halfway through the week, rather. Yeah. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left in studio. Hit the text line 651 3439. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you. We interrupt this call to bring you a special message. The The Big big New New Yorker Yorker is back. Say hello to six extra-large slices, big enough to hold more cheese on a crispy, fluffy crust that you've got to fold just to eat. I mean, you don't 
have to roll it, just a suggestion. Pizza is the preferred pizza of the Oklahoma Sooners. Order online now at PizzaHut.com. And remember, no one out pizzas the hut. Spring is here at Markham's Nursery. Now's the time to plant your trees, shrubs, and flowers, and we have it all at Markham's. But keep in mind, what you plant is only as good as what you plant it in. At Markham's, we mix our own customized 100% organic soils, scientifically formulated to grow crops the natural way. Our soils are perfect for bed prep, strengthening your own garden soils, and to home garden your own foods. Come spend the day with us. Markham's Nursery, just add the sun. After an amazing run to the College World Series Finals. It's got a chance. Track. Wall. Goal! Skip Johnson and the boys are back and poised for another run to Omaha. Got him! Swing it! Catch the entire 2023 season right here on the Ref 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and on the go anywhere in the world on the KREF app. And you can unhitch the wagon, put the ponies in the board! The home of Sooner fans and your flagship station for Sooner Baseball. The Ref Sports Radio Network. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The new InMotion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At InMotion, what moves you moves us. Hey y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family, but in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. Rightway's number one goal for all their insurance clients is to get the best insurance rates and have an overall positive experience. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance agency representing many different companies for your insurance needs. Give us a call 405-607-6014 or complete a quote form at rightwayinsuranceok.com and we'll be happy to answer any of your insurance questions. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. It's the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. OU has a visitor on campus today. It's transfer portal wide receiver Jordan Tyson. Six foot two, 180 pounds. From Allen, Texas, as a true freshman at CU last year, 22 catches, 470 yards, and four touchdowns before he had a mm. knee injury. And Perry Spencer here at the ref 
who watches some Colorado games, was talking to us earlier. He's like, dude, yeah, he's he's really good. He, he, OU wants this guy. He's a really good player. And so, okay. Perry's got an eye for it. I'll, I'll trust what he says about the kid. Um, I don't view him as like Dion came in and essentially said, all right, if you played on last year's team, you're absolutely god awful, and I want nothing to do. I, I want. I don't want anything to have to do with you. I, I want you out as quick as possible. It actually feels like this kid's a pretty good player. Yeah. Looking at the highlights, I mean, even looking at the numbers that he had and some limited action. So this would uh, – I mean, obviously he's on campus today, so he's a take for OU, but it could be a, a, a nice take at a position of need. What's the other buzz with the transfer portal? Are we looking – are we in on any Apps, guys to Apps, add debt? App State offensive line, Troy Everett still. Okay. Which, that's a battle with Virginia Tech there. They offered a defensive back out of Louisiana, Trey Amos, yesterday, I, I think. It was, it was yesterday or Monday. It was, it was earlier this Louisiana week. Louisiana Monroe, or used to be? Just Louisiana. Just Louisiana now. Yeah, okay. Um, did they, they offer? No, that a, was Louisiana Lafayette is who you're thinking okay. of. Monroe's still Monroe. Okay. Um they, and they off- offered a kid from Ferris State, too. He's good. Do you remember? Because you mm-hmm. watched him uh, play Colorado School of Mines. Yeah, he's uh, – he he looks I, – I, you know, I, I didn't watch him specifically in that game. I know their defense was really good. Um, but I saw some clips of him somewhere. Like, maybe it was – he posted that he'd been offered, or I saw it somewhere, and then there was like a – just a string of some plays on there, and he looks really solid to me. Plays low, plays square to the line of scrimmage, has good, clean footwork, looks physical, has experience. I, they need to add depth. They they just one 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 injury, and we all of a sudden don't have. A single linebacker that's played a single snap of meaningful football. Sure. Not one. So that's a scary place to be in. Now, some would argue that even if this kid does come here and you add him, you still don't have a, a player that's played a meaningful snap of football because he was at the um, the Division two level. So – I think he's good. Um, he at least he shows to be a guy that could, at a minimum, offer some good quality depth. So, and that's really what they you're, need it. That's really what you're going to kind of get in this portal cycle. Sure, um, that's what I think you're going to get if you get Troy Everett, the App State offensive lineman. Maybe Jordan Tyson ends up being your best receiver next year. I wouldn't bet on that now, but. This is kind of the. He may have as good of odds as anyone else. He probably does, but this kind of feels like the the part. This this is the site the uh, the portal cycle where it's about adding quality depth. A starter maybe, but this is kind of adding to your two deep here. So that it, it obviously they want to add another wide receiver, another offensive lineman, another defensive back, and yeah, for sure another linebacker if you can get one. What do you think the starting offensive line is going to look like? You asked me that, uh, I think, last week, and I think I told you what it was last week. Yeah. I'm I'm constantly changing it. 
So let's see. You would have Rame at center, correct? Yeah. You would have Rouse at tackle, Rouse and Guyton at tackle. That's right. And then do you still have Matower at one of your guard spots? You do you, okay, do you have um I, I guess the question would be everyone's worried about including the offensive line coach about why am I blanking on his name and his size? Why why Bird. yeah, uh Savion Bird's size is that gonna be enough for him to not be a starter this year? I mean, is that if you have questions about who's going to start on the offensive line, is Savion Bird the biggest question mark up there as to who's going to start? Yeah, I think I think the two guard positions are where the battles are going to be. I think it's going to be um, about. I, I think Metallier, as of right now, is I've got him as a starter, right guard. The battle is going to be, in my opinion, between Savion Bird, Caden Green, and the Schaefer kid. And I think Schaefer could uh, could challenge maybe Metallier a little bit there, but um, it was hard because in the spring they had those guys all playing some different spots. Caden Green was playing tackle, which he's eventually going to play tackle. Um you know, uh, they had to move some guys around for multiple reasons. So I don't know, but you're worried a little bit about Savion Bird and if he's going to be heavy enough, or at least weight wise, where he needs to be to play that spot consistently. Yeah. Well, I, it, be, I am right. Beatenbow did say essentially that as well. Correct. I feel like it was Beatenbow that said that. I, I know it's been said. Yeah, I don't know if if it was said by Beatenbow or not, but it's true. He's he lost a bunch of weight. I don't know why, but he lost a bunch of weight after the season and is trying to put it back on. I mean, I think he was down to like 280 or something like that. And he needs to be up <laughs> I mean, in a perfect world, he needs to be 330, but he's not going to get to 330. Um, he plays with good aggression and toughness and physicality where he's at. He just doesn't have have enough weight behind him. Uh, he he needs to be at three bills to play guard. 405 doesn't matter. Bill won't have it figured out before November, LOL. Um, Zane says, we're fine. Linebacker is probably the easiest position to play in all of sports. <laughs> I like that. Right. Patrick, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are we more concerned about, offense or defense? Concern level offensively is – well, it's hard to answer that. I cons- like, what is my concern level for them not getting to the best offense in the country or – like to have an offense good enough to win the Big Twelve. Yeah, like that, what, that do that. Yes, a good enough offense to yeah. win the Big Twelve. I would say my concern is at a a four. I was gonna say a six. Okay, six defense. I might put at a just because of uh, interior D line and in depth at some spots. I might put at a uh, at a five. I feel okay about that. Well, maybe I'll put that one at a four. I feel okay about the defense for the most part. I think we're I think we're opposite. I'm probably six defense, 
four offense and your four defense six offense. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe between and, our two brains, we arrive somewhere. And then a nine at special teams. You know, yeah. Factor that one in there. <laughs> right. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay with us. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans. And that's the ref radio sports network and worldwide on the KREF app. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small